Good morning and welcome to your Daily Game Face. I'm Dr. Kimberly Lannon and I'm here with Lou Blasey, my fantastic producer. I'm going to have new words every week for you. Yeah. And I'm complaining this morning. First yes. complaint. I'm yeah. freezing in here today. I know, oh I my God. Better than it was uh, two days ago when it was like 110 in here. God, I, the bathroom's warmer than the studio. <laughs> oh, the bathrooms in this place are very warm. I know. I don't want to know why. It's probably an odd reason. Well, that's a closed room, so it's very easy to that's heat. That's true. The upstairs one. The downstairs one is next to an outside wall, so it's always freezing, so they crank the heat crank up. Crank the heat up in there. I yeah. know. But this, I think that we should move the show to the bathroom. Well, not yours. The women's bathroom is not an, on an outside oh. wall, but the men's bathroom is. Well, the men's bathroom. Well, the one up here, we should do the show from. Because <laughs> no, I don't like spending any time in that place. But I know because you're worried it's going to be your jail cell. I do. I get a vision. Because <laughs> we're this is we're, how I'm going to die right here. Committing a crime soon. Turkish sure bas- Turkish jail cell somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then my second plane is <clears throat> with the warm, cold, warm, cold, warm, cold. I'm losing my voice, which is what happens in the fall. And now we're going to winter, and it's yeah. like 75 degrees, and then it's 20. This is annual for you. You lose um, your voice yeah. every. Yeah. I, well, spring's over here. I'm gonna cough too, <coughs> and then I get um, and then it was snowing last night. It was I'm getting all my complaints out. Yeah, it was snowing last night, sitting in the parking lot of my office when I was leaving. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? No, we didn't get snow. <sighs> so it's gonna come this year. We haven't had a year of good snow for a couple of years. We're gonna get it. I can see it coming. Yeah. That's my premonition as a psychic psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just anyways, as long so, as it's not 2015. Oh, God. That was like six weeks of every Saturday. It was two feet of snow. Yeah. There were like two years in a row there. My kids and I used to have a Jeep, Jeep yeah. Wrangler. My kids and I had a deal that the top went down one day a month. Yeah. Even in the winter. Even in the winter. And then on 2015, we got the December and January days on December 31st and January 1st. Yep. And then January 27th, I think it was, yep, was the was first snowstorm. Yep. That's my birthday. That's your it, birthday? It dumped. It was just yeah. blizzard. And then it snowed every other day for like two and a half months. And it was every Saturday after that for like six weeks. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, so now I'm coughing. So everyone knows I'm coughing, not because I'm sick, but because I was eating chia seeds. <laughs> Did you have your temperature I was taken when you came in? chia seeds inside my yogurt this morning. Oh, yeah. And I feel like one's lodged in my throat. So mm-hmm. if I cough, I'm sorry. I apologize now. I'll be better. <laughs> I will try not to cough. Did you have your temperature taken when you came in? I did. I was, a, I was a cool 97. Yeah, it's a, it's a degree down. That thermometer is a degree, a degree down, I well, think. Well, then I'm 98, Yep. which is normal. Yep. So I know somebody te- somebody texted me the other day and said, my daughter's 98.6. Should I go to the hospital? I'm like, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you're good. Can I take Call you- me when you're 100.2. Since you're complaining. Oh, good. Can I take you on a tangent early? Sure. You're going to take me on a tangent, Lou? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm having trouble with people complaining. Oh, good. Then I'm right up your alley yeah, exactly. today. Well, no, you know how um, the big philosophy, the big mindfulness thing is you can't control what happens. All you can control, all you can control is how you react to it. Yes. And I'm having trouble controlling my reactions to things. Oh. I need to rein that in. I need to rein that in? No, I need to rein oh, that in. Oh, you need to rein that in. Yeah. So, well, go back to way back in February, March. I think we did a show, mm-hmm. and I talked about responding, responding, not reacting. So if you're reacting, it's coming out of the emotion, which means not rational, it's not right. realistic, not reasonable, versus responding, which is coming out of logic and facts and the three R's, reasonable, rational, and realistic. So, so somewhere in the middle there, you're losing ground, and yeah. you're not able to maintain some sense of logic right and so you're reacting should i ask you what things you're we'll have a therapy session what things lou are you losing your the funny part about it is it's not the big things that we're all facing that is constant and you know going at us all the time whether it be the election whether it be covid whether you know all the all the things everybody aggravated at each other you know all that stuff i have i control my reactions to that i don't control my reactions to people reacting to that Oh, so you're annoyed with people that are reacting. Yeah. So you're getting reactive to other people's reactions. Why are you bringing this to me? You know, I'm dealing with self. I understand what's going on. I'm just not dealing with it right at the moment. So why are we talking about it? So you're intolerant to people's intolerance. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There's it in a nutshell. There's it in a nutshell. That's why I get paid the big bucks. Yep. (laughs) Um, Because you're you're, um, over-identifying with them in the moment. So you say it's not about the big things, 
but underlying all of the little things that are coming up, it's really the big things that are pushing all those little symptoms of all the other things. So when you see someone react a certain way, it's probably triggering you a little bit to f the well, way you already feel anyway, but they're expressing it and you're trying to contain it. So you're getting yeah. annoyed with them for doing what you want to do. And so well, <laughs> I feel like, no, I feel like I'm okay with the big stuff. Yeah. And, but this is undermining my ability to deal with the big stuff. Ah, I see. You know what I mean? It's like, I got this under control. It's okay. You know. Well, right. I mean, I th I think that in we can the, watch the game and get back to it. The whole, on the whole generalized yeah. thing about the big stuff is there, but it's it's what's sitting under it, though. So yeah. it's it's kind of well, COVID's there, and you know, and and the holidays and shutdowns and quarantines and yeah. people, you know, it's all sitting there. People so complaining about masks and and the whole COVID thing. It's like I know, I understand. I'm I'm on your side. Just can we we got to do it? So just let's just do it. Hey, you know, not for nothing, there's a reason why Australia does as well as they do. Yeah, they they're, are, they're an island they just, continent. They what? They're, they're an island continent. I understand that. But nonetheless, they are doing extremely well, and this isn't their first time, and this is not their first rodeo of, of having to deal with that. And they have a pretty good system down, and that's the reason why they do so well. I happen to know this very specifically from talking with people from Australia just recently. Mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about the history of, you know, the recent pandemics that have actually been in Australia, um, mm -hmm. you know, not worldwide, but, you know, for them and, and how they've dealt with it. Because this isn't unusual in the past 20 years, apparently. They've actually locked down and done all this right in the past 20 years. So um, they've already done it. They, they're so nonchalant about it. They know what the deal is. They know how to do it. And so there's a reason why they're doing well. And they will say it's because of masking and social distancing and just doing the right thing. So, you know, who knows, right? I'm going to go with I think that's true. I know you don't agree, but I think that's true. And, and I think that I think no, but that the point is I've, I've reached the point in this whole discussion where people want me to wear the mask. If I go into a store, I've got to wear the mask. I'll wear the damn mask. Just leave me alone. And well, I don't want I don't want to have this. I don't want to have these discussions. Oh, because it's not really a discussion. Right. Right. I guess the mandates are there. So who's having discussions with you about this besides us right now? Are people actually talking to you about it? Well, sure, cause, oh, sure. Because I have those discussions. I've done people. talk shows for twenty years. And oh, because people are talking. On people the come to me, and you know they have opinions, and uh, right. Yeah, and, so, and even if I agree with them, it's like I, I understand, but you don't want to talk about it. I, I've still got to so go out today and go deflect. to the grocery store, and I got to put a mask on. So, Lou, this let's is just where you do deflect, it. Deflect, deflect, yeah. deflect. Move the conversation. You're very good at being able to move the conversation away from what you don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can be. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to go into that mindset and do that. Just be like, so, hey, look at that pretty flower over there. <laughs> <laughs> but people get upset because they want confirmation of their beliefs. I understand that. But you don't, you don't, well, that, I mean, if I confirmed everybody's beliefs, I'd have 5,000 million people in psychotic <laughs> right. fits. So you can't, right? So right. you just have to, you don't join someone. You validate and move forward. Validate. Validate. You just say, oh, I understand. I get what you're saying. And then... Look at the pretty flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I try to do that. You know, so I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe resetting yourself and starting fresh today, and just keep in mind that I said, "pretty flower." Keep moving to the pretty flower. <laughs> keep moving to the pretty flower. Yeah. Yes, okay. I'm, and I'm being serious. I mean, it's no, funny, I but I am being serious. It's just, it's just probably resetting yourself and and saying, okay, validate their their what they're saying, so they get confirmation in a way that's whatever, and then. And they'll say, like, look at the pretty rainbow. Look at the pretty sky. <laughs> <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. Maybe, maybe it's difficult for me to um, sincerely validate when I'm not in the mood to validate. Well, maybe you shouldn't go out. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? That's not, maybe you should maybe. stay home. That's How's my usual that? technique, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my version of your fix is you should just stay home. <laughs> That'll help you. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I have a couple topics today okay. besides the ones we're already talking about, yep. which will probably come looping back to this anyways. But nonetheless, um, so because of our Thanksgiving show talking about it last week mm -hmm. and people getting yeah. ready, it revved up a lot of people. I bet and it there did. was lots of conversation in my practice last week and, and about what to do and all those things. So we can certainly review and, and not a big long review, but more about the fact that here we are a week out and there's. You know, most people I think have decided that it's going to be really small, low key, and and again, so 
learn to say no. It's mm-hmm. okay to say no. I don't want to. I'm not going to. Um, we're not doing that. Embrace um, no. And, and what? <laughs> Embrace no. Embrace no. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then also, you know, p- small plan. Just make a small plan. Nothing elaborate. Keep it simple. And um, and and kind of chalk it up to it's just you're going moving forward. You know, kind of just like saying, okay, it's a day. Celebrate in a nice way. Be thankful for the things you have. As cliche as it might sound, but it's like, yeah. well, there could be worse scenarios. So just kind of embrace the no and go forward. Yep. Right. So that's kind of in the nutshell of how to move forward for next week. And don't go running out to Crate and Barrel and buy extra stuff. You don't need to this year. <laughs> Even though I don't want to take money away from Crate and Barrel, but you know, yep. nonetheless. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and keep an overall view of your nutrition, what you're putting in your body that day. Well, so yeah, so then actually yeah. on the day, you know, don't overeat, don't overdrink, because people have a tendency. I don't even know if there's going to be football. I haven't been. Paying oh, there's t- football. Yeah. Is there going to be football? It's been such yeah, a I'm weird right, schedule, so I'm I haven't been following as much, and I should be because <laughs> what I do for a living. Um, I sort of keep in touch with some of it right now, but yeah. I have so many other things going on too. But. I would imagine there's no Macy's Day Parade. I believe there's three. Triple header. Is there? I think it's all day football. Thank you for telling me. I should know I believe so. I'm going to fire myself from my Thanksgiving Day job, apparently. (laughs) Um, um, There's no Macy's Day Well, one game's the Lions, so you can skip that one. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Now you're going to get all these people that like the Lions going, oh, my God. No, even they're skipping it. Okay, listen for a second. Yes. Macy's Day Parade. No Macy's Day Parade. Okay. It's the first time in... A long time. I yeah. don't remember what they said. It was many years. I was going to say hundreds. Do you watch the Macy Day, Macy's well, Day Parade? I, so this is the deal. I'm usually not in state. So I'm usually in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I'm usually running a 5K in a blizzard yep. <laughs> up in the White Mountains, usually on Thanksgiving. And by the time I get back, usually the people that I'm with are are watching it or there's some tail end of it on. And then there's thousands of things going on, like cooking and people you know, yelling at each other and yep. throwing things. And everyone's in the kitchen. And... You know, and the Macy's Day Parade is always on in the back. Yep. So, but I haven't sat down to watch that in years. Right. But it's always on in the background. One of two New York-based things that I do not understand in the least. Okay. Times Square on New Year's Eve and the Macy's Day Parade. Why do you not understand these things? Why the hell would you participate? Oh, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Wow, you're in a good mood today. <laughs> why? 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 The intolerance is there. Yeah. Because it's fun. It is? Is well, it? Really? I haven't done Times Square yet, but mm-hmm. I have done the Fourth of July on the Esplanade, and I did that several yeah. years in a row. Now, see and that, that I, had I understand know, multiple that. hundreds of thousands of people, and I will never do that again because it's hot, it's miserable, and there's lots of people, and it gets crazy. And yep. so I can imagine that's similar to um, New Year's Eve. I haven't done the New Year's Eve one in New yeah. York, but uh, the Macy's Day Parade, I don't know, it's just super cool. You get to see Santa. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to see the raw cats. Okay. <laughs> and all the cool, like, high school bands and college bands and all the really neat things that come in and all the big floats. And I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. And why would you do that? Because tradition. Yeah. And it's fun for families and, and so on. But it's going to be weird this year because there's literally nothing going on. So I don't know what the replacement television shows will be. But I'm sure my Hallmark channel, with all the Christmas movies that I've been running ad nauseum to replace the news... Have you seen the one that was shot in Newburyport? I did. Yeah. And and did you see the one that was in, I haven't seen that in one, Worcester? No. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. a couple. I, I was very surprised. I was like, mm. ooh, I've seen them. There's hundreds of them out this year. People yeah. are really on a, on a making of the Christmas <laughs> movies. Um, so that's going to be uh, an interesting tradition because I haven't really followed up to give anyone advice on what to do on Thanksgiving morning for television watching that's traditional. So I guess my advice, obviously, is... Go outside and exercise. There you go. <laughs> right before you eat a lot. So um, uh, exercise. A little backyard back- football. It, well, well, not if you have like four people. Uh, well, huh? Right? We're keeping sure. it small, but who knows? I know uh, that a people A chicken are doing... fight in a backyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in a mood. <laughs> we're, we're going right down the rat hole today. Yeah. I can see it. It's like I'm going to keep bringing you back. Yeah. Um, so going back to what we were saying, though, about like we did the plan thing. But for eating, yeah. remember what I said last week is, you know, don't go over, overboard. You don't need seven side dishes. Right. If you've only got four to six people or maybe even ten, like some people I know are doing ten people, don't have all this extra stuff. You don't need it. It's a lot of extra. It's money. It's time. It's right. weight. It's 
misery on your body. Yeah. Um, but and then of course alcohol, being very careful because people tend to imbibe more. But that's the interesting thing because it's usually uh, drinking goes along with family stress, but also when, you know, the football activities or other things that are going on in in the actual tradition. So it'll be interesting to see and hear this year from, you know, my huge amount of people I talk to on a weekly basis, how the traditions change, because I know that people are are going to do different things. However, the addiction rate, as we know, has gone up 36% at this point since February. So I'm imagining that Thanksgiving, given that it's, we're more disconnected, people are more lonely, and it's a holiday. Yep. People have had deaths over the year. Like, it's all these sad pieces that go with it. And then you have that piece with <clears throat> drinking and or drugging or whatever. Or right. online shopping, to put a little sense of humor to <laughs> it. Because yeah. people are already starting their, you know, their Black Friday shopping. So you've got all these things going on that really add to a potential mess for some people that's, you know... You know, and I and I gave I've, I've given the I always tell people to give themselves permission. So I give permission to give people permission to themselves to like be okay on their own. A lot of people are going to stay at home by yep. themselves if they're single and not go to their families or not do other things, and they're feeling guilty about it. And I'm saying just give yourself no. permission. Yeah. Just give yourself permission. It's it's just a Thursday. It's just another day. You can you know watch movie, go out, go to sit by the beach. You know, mm-hmm. I have some clients that live up at the beach, like where you are, mm-hmm. and you know, do something. It's not. It doesn't have to be this sad. I'm lonely day. It can no. be just sit with yourself and have a nice day to yourself. Watch a football game. Watch Elf. Have a good time. Oh my gosh! I by the way, this is. See, I'm going to digress again. Yep. I saw Elf for the first time <laughs> the other day. Again, I mean, not for the first time, but the first time this year. Yeah. And, oh gosh, I just love that movie. It's a great he, movie. Oh, my God. Will Ferrell just cracks me yeah. up. He's so funny in that. And and Zoe Deschanel, it was really good. <laughs> and and they're doing a drive-in of it. They're doing a drive-in showing this Friday, I think in Burlington, I want to wow. say. So yeah. you had to get tickets online. I'm not going to do that. But... I love that movie. That Christmas story. I want to do an, an outdoor. I want to do like the put up the inflatable screen and start yeah, a fire and do you have the inflatable watch screen? Movie. No, I want to get one. Oh, that's kind of one of those uh, life goal things. So you should you should actually probably try to do that like ASAP because yep. if you want that, I know that the beginning of the pandemic, all of those projectors and those screens were sold out. Oh really? So I imagine just like this morning, the report that I got on my news feed was that paper towels and toilet paper are gone again. So. <laughs> So you might want to invest now and get on Amazon today and get on that or yep. Target because I, I couldn't believe. I'm thinking, how can people not have enough toilet paper again? I know. You know. So the advice I give you on that is don't do that to yourself because, one, it perpetuates fear, right? And yep. also don't do that to your neighbors and friends and community is that when you take from all of that, which they are restricting, which is actually good that the yep. stores got savvy to that. But, you know, you're, you're taking from other people. So buy for like two weeks at a time and, and yeah. know that there's going to be plenty. The manufacturers, not that I'm a promoter of manufacturing, but I follow all of this just because it actually has a psychological impact sure. on all the clients that I see, um, that the manufacturers have taken account in the past six months knowing that this is going to probably happen so that there's plenty of supply. Yep. So instead of panicking and running out and being completely losing your mind and fighting in parking lots over paper towels and getting into fist fights and getting arrested, which yeah. we've seen happen, yep. um, you know, just buy for a couple of weeks at a time and, and remember that there's other people. That's the kind, compassionate piece that we talked about months ago is how to be a kind, loving, kind, notice kind person <laughs> and not get into fist fights in the middle of the grocery store right. over toilet paper. Use leaves and shirts, remember? <laughs> you always have extra T-shirts that if you really need it in a pinch, just use your T-shirt. You can always wash it or throw it away. <laughs> and make sure I'm you're going the right way today. on the aisle. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and going back to the alcohol for Thanksgiving. Okay, alcohol. I'll yes. give you a piece of advice that I've been giving my kids since they've become adults. My parting piece of advice is yes. our goal for today, no police interactions. Oh, that's a very good goal. No police interactions. <laughs> yeah. That's always something to aim for. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking my my thought would be drink water, <laughs> a yeah. lot of water in between. Yeah. Right? And you go right for the police interaction. That's well, great. I know. It's part of the part of the not drinking too much right. theme of Thanksgiving. Right. Well, yes. Well, so interesting enough, it's the... It's the anecdotally in a lot of the like write-ups about this Thanksgiving more than th- and then um, Christmas and and other holidays. Thanksgiving is 
the most family fights sure of all the holidays it's the most family <laughs> interaction and so even though you might think Christmas and because people get together, yeah, no. it's a, I have this like visual in my head that everyone gets together for the first time in, you know, nine months. Right. And they all get together and they hash out all the resentments they've had for 50 years yes. and they drink on top of it, get yes. it going even more, pick at each other, get into massive things, split off for three weeks, debate over the three weeks whether or not they're ever going to see each other again at Christmas. <laughs> By the time they come back for Christmas, everyone's a little bit quieter and a little bit more remorseful or whatever. And then they just reset on the resentments for the next year. <laughs> I don't remember you being at my family outings, but you have it down pretty much. Imagine that. I'm just hovering over, right, that I could guess that. But it's, but it's yeah. amazing how the, the stress of what people hold on to sits with them. And you put a bunch of family members together, sit them around the table. What, do you, what else is going to happen? Exactly. I yeah. mean, what else can you talk about besides, right. I mean, you know, the weather, yeah, I mean, the at pretty least flower. Christmas, you have the kids, you, you know. Right. But Thanksgiving, you can't do that. No, because it's, it's, it's a grateful, it's, I mean, you know, the movies that have been made, it's be grateful. And then all of a sudden the conversation goes around the table of like, what are you grateful for? And then someone says something snarky. And then why are you not grateful for that? Well, what do you mean by that? And then we're off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> why did you say that? What do you mean? And then, you know, somebody's feelings get hurt. And then, yeah. and then there's police interaction, Lou. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? No police interactions would include this year no more than 10 people. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So only invite the 10 people you know you're not going to fight with. I can't wait for those videos. <laughs> I know. They're going to be <laughs> Police showing up at, thanks at Thanksgiving dinner. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, uh, but the tip about alcohol, right, is, mm -hmm. is, and we're not always good at this, and I'm not always the best at this, but trying to drink like water, lots of water yeah. in between because one, it helps buffer, but also, you know, it spreads out the timing, right. especially if you haven't eaten. Um, people should know that already, but you yeah. know, it would limit the police interaction <laughs> inevitability. Right. Also, <laughs> also um, helps the next morning too. Yes, it does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also noting that higher sugar content in alcoholic beverages will make people more agitated and more likely to have fights. Yeah. So, you know, those heavy, mm, you know, like rum drinks and all those things, yeah. like rum and Cokes and, you know, the foo-foo, the foo-foo drinks, they yeah. call them. The pretty drinks that are really pretty, but yeah. they also get you drunker faster. They tend to, you know, trigger off parts of the brain that are a little less <laughs> controlled. Yes. Um, so, you know, be be mindful of the fact that, if you haven't been drinking or if you have drank and it's not those things that these are all new introductions and then you add it with food and family and fun. Yep. And then you end up in fights. Oh, I have my Fs. I'm, I am I like my all my little letters. So food, family, fun, fight. There you go. <laughs> all your Fs. All right. Um, but on the note of that, what I was going to talk about additionally was that um, this is all incorporated into the season of seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. And so that comes up yeah. a lot. Um, and people don't realize how impacted they probably are by it. So the New England area alone has 9% or a little bit more of the diagnoses or people who feel like that officially for SAD, seasonal hmm. affective disorder. Yeah. And that's just people who report versus Florida who has 1%, right? Yeah. So, so there's a couple different things about this because if, you're, if you have comorbid existing pre-existing pre conditions such as depression in your family, anxiety, um, if you're female, mm -hmm. oh, really? and the reason yeah. why for being female is that pe females tend to be more nurturing, more um, amenable, more people-pleasing, more all those things, yep. and it sets them up at a higher risk to be at risk for feeling seasonal affective. Doesn't mean it's only that, but it's those pieces more than men. Interesting anecdotal evidence in my practice is I have more men with seasonal affective disorder than females right now, hmm. and I've had that as a trend hmm, probably for at least a decade. Yeah. So... And I'm accounting for it that I think they're more meant, they're more likely to tell someone about it than they used to be. So yeah. I think it's always been there, but you know, no clinical research on it that I've seen. But in my own practice, I've seen more men reporting it than females in the 30s, in 30s, 40s, yeah, late 20s, 30s, 40s. I would add, men have been pushed towards some of the qualities that you just listed that right. why women are more affected. Yeah, that, I mean, I would definitely think that the social norming aspect has, has pushed that a little bit and, mm -hmm. and, and, and put it out there more. Um, 
bipolar disorder is a high risk factor for it. So the you know the main diagnoses of major depression, anxiety, yeah. bipolar are certainly <clears throat> the psychiatric underpinnings for it. Sure. Then you have being female more than male, except in my trend in my head that I have in my practice, and then. Um, and then being in the Northeast or being in the Northwest or places where obviously the yeah. sun. Um, one of the other reasons why females, this is, this has research based around it is that um, it's reproduction cycling. Mm -hmm. So that the sun is really set on the, the hormonal range of, of females more than men. So when it shifts, it makes sense. we have some of that shifting so that women tend to be that. So, you know, men don't realize, and, and hopefully they, people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, men actually go through menopause, but it's called andropause. And so there's a shift in hormones as well. So if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you're a man, and you're coming into the shift in time and light up here in the Northeast, you're mm -hmm. more likely to have a little bit more of it um, because you're going through andropause. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. I know. So when you get moody, Lou... <laughs> And you're not feeling quite so right. Not moody. <laughs> then <clears throat> I'm just going to say you're going through andropause. I'm cranky. I'm not moody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's so there's those pieces to it, and um, so the shifting, you know, for what to do around that. So now you add in Thanksgiving and all the other stuff. Oh, and then you're seasonally affected, right? Um, so people can have that in the winter or in this time of year, but they can also have it in the spring, summer, just on shifts around, yeah. you know. Because your vitamin D, which is one of the biggest pieces of this, is your vitamin D drops. So there's great bodies of evidence around vitamin D protection and using vitamin D as a, you know, obviously check with your physician, your primary care physician to see how much your level is or how much they would recommend. Certainly, you know, do your research um, because everyone's going to be a little bit different on how much they should take. So make sure you check with your physician. But that's one of the frontline things to do because it increases your vitamin D level, which increases your mood and stability around your serotonin, which is your mood regulator in your brain yep. and your in your gut. Let me ask you about that because yes. last year I did take a vitamin D supplement and I can't say... I can't say I could put my finger on an improvement. Okay. How much did you take? Yeah. See, I don't know. My qu my question was. Oh, good. Yeah. My question was, can you do this at the supermarket, or is this something you need that needs to be? So remember a few weeks back, I think it was around right before Frank Simonetti was on, I talked about some of the holistic treatments and how I'm more of the mind to not buy generic because they're not as well made, and to really find. Right. If you have a Whole Foods around you, if you have a vitamin shop, like an official vitamin shop, mm -hmm. you know, or or a, a pharmacy that's really specific to holistic or natural pathy, right. um, I much more push you towards those just because they're going to have the higher end brands. Doesn't mean they're more expensive, but they're going to be because there's no FDA regulation. All right. So how do you tell that? if it's not if you're not uh, upgrading in price? How do you tell? So a good brand from a bad brand. So what I look for, good question. What mm -hmm. I look for, and you can get these. This is not to say that CVS and Walgreens and Rite Aid don't carry them. They do because there's some. I'll answer your question first, and I'll come back to that. But what I look for is that it's a hundred percent with no fillers. Okay. So it needs to be, you know, not if it's you know if it's a pill that's coated in glycerin or something like that. That's fine. But when it's like, you know, fifty percent vitamin D, and then it's got all this other stuff in it. I wouldn't get it. It's yeah. got to be 99 to 100% the pure thing that you're getting. And there's a lot of, you know, 699 versus 1299 and the 1299 may in fact be the 70% whereas the 6 you right. so money and price don't necessarily always matter. Um I don't go to generic brands though. I like I won't do a a pharmacy brand. I because CVS brand. Yeah, or, yeah. or right, I will do the like Nature Made is a CVS made brand, but it's not. It's the higher end version of it. Yep. So they're the ones that always put out for CVS, for instance. And I think that they're actually in Rite Aid as well. Um, but if you go, I know these vitamin aisles well. If you go <laughs> all the way down to the far ends. People always go to the center because it's kind of goes to the, you know it's like yep. a bell curve. They're going to the center because it's easy because like okay they're all in order and this is what we do. On the outskirts of all those aisles in the pharmacy stores that mm -hmm. are the you know the big box stores. They have the the higher end, small small little bits of it, but they have the higher end vitamin contents, right. and they have the ones that you'll find that are like, you know, mood stabilizer, sleepy time, all the things that are really 
they have a hundred percent of each thing in them. They've been tested. Mm-hmm. They've had, you know, no GMOs. They have all the more organic things. Those are what I lean towards yep. just because, but if you don't have those around you and you feel like you'd rather spend a little bit more because you will, if you go to a, a smaller company or a mom and pop place, um, usually people that are working in those stores are pretty knowledgeable, mm-hmm. not all, but most yep. are pretty knowledgeable about the products and also know what you can combine with or not if you're on medication because some things you have to be super careful with because you can't have, you know, if you're on beta blockers or if you're on um, blood thinners or if you're on, what you know, heart medication, you cannot always have some of these things. Right. Yep. So vitamin D as a whole is pretty solid across the board. But you have to have a pretty high dose of vitamin D in this, when we're talking about seasonal effective, you have to have a pretty good dose. And it comes in the international units. You know, sometimes you'll get things that are like vitamin C comes in, you know, uh, milligrams or IUs. So you want to make sure that you're at a higher end IU. And that's why going to get your blood drawn, getting a blood test, find out what your vitamin D level is at. Because if you're already in the middle of your curve yeah you don't need that higher end you might need you just need the little dose of it but if you're at the bottom rails of it mm-hmm. you know you always get those little windows of continuum like right. high end and low end if you're down at that low end you gotta you're gonna use a lot and so you might i don't know if you had blood tests before if you did that or not but if you didn't and you were trying to use it my guess might have been that you weren't high enough dose and okay. so you wouldn't have felt a yep. big effect The other thing is, is with vitamin D, you don't necessarily feel this aha moment. It's more of an overall just kind of like okay feeling. And so you just don't have the mood. I call it the blahs. You just don't get blah like you would if you didn't have it. So um, the way one of my clients describes it is when he gets four o'clock comes around, he starts... Notice I said it's a man too, right? He starts... He and I just talked about this yesterday. um, He starts dipping really low in mood and we got a light box so i had him order a light box that's the other big therapy for this is is that people will improve their mood if they continue with a light box on in their house and it pops on at like six in the morning and it stays on until eight at night and you can get like the table lamps you can get the floor lamps you can get the little lamps around your desk so you're always having it there and their light boxes are different now, I will, I will promote one light box because I think the company is fantastic because they do it specifically for these things. Um, you, this lighting in here, for instance, this isn't going to be the same thing as if I was having a light box. So the light box specifically um, takes out the damaging rays, but it puts very specifically the UVA, UVB, and, and a helioplex type of light with it combined that they've done tons of research on mm-hmm. that they manufacture and put out there that helps people. So I am going to give them a plug. They don't have any idea I'm going to do that, but they're Northern Lights light boxes up in Alaska. Go figure, Go right? figure, right? Um, and it's really great because they, I've been using them with my clients for probably 15 years um, since they've been out, and they will, on their website, um, Northern Lights Alaska, by the way, there's a whole bunch of people that have taken knockoffs of their name and gone off and do it, done it, so... Be careful if you're going to order a light box. They're a little expensive, but they're worth it because I think they work great. Not for everybody, but certainly have some effect. But um, they have a printable uh, prescription that if you print it out and you get your psychiatrist, your psychologist, your primary care physician to fill it out, what your diagnosis is and confirm, you get either you can either get discount because you have a confirmed oh. diagnosis, your, reins- your, your reimbursable insurance on it, yep. and... Um, they're super great to work with. They're a fantastic company. Um, so, and that's my little plug for them, even though they don't have a clue that I'm doing that, but they're just really good. I've had, I've had amazing results with, I'd say at least 85% of my clients who've used them over the years and have them, um, they're super great. And just having that and it's so it's, it's basically keeping your rhythm going all day so that you don't have that four o'clock. Oh, it's starting to get, do you have to sit in front of it like a sun lamp so no you just so you like and you just have it like a lamp so instead of having just your only lamps on you know your like your living room lamp have like a floor lamp of that on as well so it's giving you the same you don't have to sit under it it's not have to just sit right on top of it it's just 
present in the room to keep the daylight in the room with you. Oh, so I have some clients that put it in front of a window so that when it does get dark, that the window is dark, but the light is in front of it, so it's still producing the same type. Or someone that's sitting, especially now because people are quarantining mostly and not going into their jobs, right. putting it on their desk or wherever they're doing their workspace. So when 3, 34 o'clock hits, they've actually got the light on. So by the time they're done, they still have it on and they keep it on, right? The bedroom, having the same thing, having the light on. You can still have your lamps. It's just, it's the way it's made for those particular um, lights to give you what you need. You can't get cancer from it. It's not going to give you any of that. It's because <laughs> yeah. people ask all these uh, questions, really? right? But that website that has all these things will tell you. And any any um, website you go to and talk to and, and type in things about light boxes and how they do for therapy, you're going to get a really good education on what they do, how they do it, why they do it, what yeah. what is the physiology and kinesiology behind it, what is the neuro like. There's all kinds of great benefits from that. So any evidence it helps the pets. Um, oh, good question. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I should know that. Oh, yeah. God, that's going to be my goal for today. I'm going to find <laughs> that out. If anyone's listening, somebody Google right now. Yeah. <laughs> and let Lou and myself know. I bet there is. I'll bet I mean, there I is. I can't imagine that there wouldn't be. Right. Because one of the people, people always say to me, oh, I didn't know pets could get, you know, cats could get a cold or cats could get, you know, pancreatic insufficiency. Yeah. Like, pets get everything we get. Right. <laughs> it's across the board. They're mammals. Mammals. Yeah. Mammals get yeah. everything we get. So um, I would imagine the answer just off the logic in if my head. Dog has, yes, absolutely. If a dog has anxiety, anxiety at night or, yeah. Ab so it I messes can't imagine. With, it must mess with their, their sleep rhythms and things like that. I, I would imagine. Now I'm fascinated because you know how much I love animals yeah. and animal psychology. So <laughs> now I'm going to be like, okay. So next week we're going to have a whole show. Nice. <laughs> Um, animal. You should do an animal psychology show. Oh, I, I can do that. You know yeah. I can do that. We should. I'll bring in the Aussie and you can oh. do a session with the Aussie. Can we do that? Can we bring... <laughs> no. Is that a no? If you want Come to get... on. I'd be afraid to do it, but... Oh. oh. He's not very friendly to strangers. Oh, then... Hmm, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to keep all my limbs. Um, yeah. So So you have vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Checking with your primary care. Yep. People don't always do that because they don't have patience and time. So if you go in to the store, just look for the highest 100% close to the product as you can. So you can't overdose, I would imagine, on vitamin D? Um, it, it's pretty hard to overdose on vitamin D. I mean, certainly on anything you can technically overdose on. You can overdo, like vitamin C, for instance. I was going to say, is it like C where you don't retain it and if right, you so get more, it'll C, just it, It's water-soluble. So yeah. eventually after about 2,000, 3,000 3, is really a lot, you just start peeing it out yeah <laughs> so it's kind of neg you know negligible it doesn't matter um so vitamin d is not like that in that way but it, there's a tap out point yeah. and it's heavily dependent on the person and also you know there's obviously points where things are too much like is there a buildup or is it like c where the body uses so what it uses on the day and then it needs so a new supply up. the next day okay vitamin d will build up in your system yep. and, and hold over time whereas c is in and out in right. and out that's why it's great for colds because you can start taking it as you get a cold and then it kind of is like if you're coughing and coughing and coughing, try this trick this winter if you get a cold. If you're coughing and you take vitamin C, it will take down the cough for like two hours yep. because it's in your system. And by three, four hours, it starts leaving your system again. And, you know, it holds all day, but it's like the massive initial effect is there. And it'll take the cough down. Because and I find, do you, I find the zinc-based products are really great for they colds are. and so coughs the, and things like and that. And that's what, so Airborne. You know, yeah, air, airborne, airborne is, is zinc-based. Yeah. Zinc yeah. and magnesium and vitamin C-based. Zycam and, and, and airborne, right. yeah. All of those are, are fantastic, and that's why they work so well, is that they front-load you. That's why they say take it beforehand, you know, a couple of days if you feel like it's yep. coming on, because it abates it and gives all the, the immunosuppression to what it needs to to keep it at bay and to try to kind of heal it as it goes, to boost your immunity by doing all those particular vitamins. Yep. And they're, they're a good balance. That's why right? they tell you at the first sign, take this take at the it. very first sign. Right. Now, Plus the vitamin C thing is important. I, I think yes. that's been a big part of my, and knock on wood, my success with flus and stuff over the years is right. just keeping a steady... Just well, it's a great going. immune booster. Yeah. It's a great mood, great mood booster. See? See? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yes, it is. And um, and then if you take that as a daily, like people always say, ah, I just take a multivitamin. Multivitamins are very individualized. You know, I mean, I know that they formulate them for lots of, you know, the masses. But I find it works best when people really individualize their plan for themselves. I'm a big, in psychology, I'm a big proponent of 
vitamin B complex. It's a great neuroprotector. It's a great mood booster, energizer, confidence, um, uh, concentration and focus, as I lose mine. Um, <laughs> clearly, I didn't take mine today. Maybe that's um, my thing. I've been off my B complex for a while now. Maybe that's why you're maybe agitated. That's, maybe that's why. Oh, you better start that better back start up. That Look again, at that. Yeah. That's why you pay me the big bucks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> We'll try, we'll try that and see if it helps. Yeah, so so be complex. If you take everything else out and you're kind of just like the, the normal run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road kind of person, the B complex is always my go-to because it's neuroprotective, which mm-hmm. means it will do all these things, you know, at the base. It will give you a good base across the board. That doesn't mean, I'm saying it generically so people don't run out and go, oh, my God, it's about... It's about individualizing something to you. Now, if you have depression, if you have anxiety, if you have, all, it's still okay for you. But always check with your yeah. primary care or your naturopath or your holistic practitioner to to really see what matches for you. Um, you know, there's all the brands out there that you know load them all up in one little pill. Right. I don't find that those work as well right. as when you do the individualized treatments of things. Because I think that some people don't need some things more than others. And you have to, like, for instance, you have to be really careful with iron. Um, one, it can const- constipate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you take too much. And sometimes even just a teeny little bit is too much. And most multivitamins have that. And then people get, that's the first thing that people say. I'm like, so constipated. I'm like, are you taking a multivitamin? <laughs> yes. When did you start? Two weeks ago. I'm like, there it is. Yep. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's usually the, the problem. And then it gives them anxiety. And then they don't feel good and think there's something else wrong with them. And it's really... Have I fallen victim to a stereotype or a woman basically iron deficient for the most part? Um, no, I, I, so that's a stereotype. Yep. Um, it's, it's, there's some dependent issues on that. It's like age related, it's hormone related, um, it's genetic related sometimes in terms of that. Um, there can be a drop. I mean, there's certain, certain, certain cultural, um, places that have, you know, cultures that have, or ethnic backgrounds that have anemia, low iron, um, and some, some genetic backgrounds of mixtures of certain ethnic backgrounds together will have it. So again, it's very individualized, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a mis it's a misnomer. I mean, it's, so if we do it just generally across the board, certainly women would be more likely just because menstrual cycles, hormonal stuff, reproduction. Yes. So yes on that. But then you have to take into account all the other things. So, um, women of like physical Ferraris, yeah. whereas, I like whereas that. men are like a six cylinder. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff going on with the women. I, th- there yeah. is, yeah. There, there is. I like that. I'm going to make sure I jot that down. They're physical Ferraris. If, is one sign, is one sign that you bruise easily? If you bruise, if you have a lot of bruising? So, it, so you one might sign want to check could be that it. it's a yeah. it's it's a iron deficiency. It also could be a potassium issue. So, um, there's certain medications that will um, either block or increase your potassium output or the need for it. So people will often not know that and they'll think it's the the iron, um, and it's really a potassium issue. So. There's other issues, too, but those are usually the two most prominent is the iron and the potassium. Right. And both iron and potassium have a mental health ramification if you're – it's like anything. If you're yeah. too much on something, it's right. going to do something if you're too little on something. So when people start putting all these additives in without really doing any of the research or having someone consult with them about it, then it becomes a problem right. on all different levels, especially people with actual diagnostic, um, full-blown – mental health issues yep. because it can really change the dynamic of someone who's taking a, a big pharma med with all these different things. Um, not quite the same as if you're not on any big pharma because then if you're doing healthy regulating through eating, exercise, right. and just natural things, that's not quite the same. But when you have big pharma involved and you're taking things like, you know, maybe an anti-anxiety benzo like Ativan, Clonopin, Xanax, or you're taking something like lithium, yeah, right, because it's salt-based or something like that for bipolar or Abilify. You have to be really careful of what you mix in. And there's certain if you're taking an MAOI, if you've yeah. ever listened to TV, people always ask me, what is an MAOI, right? You know, it's a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So big, big words. Yep. Um, but it's 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 a great mood stabilizer. It works. The, probably one of the best working mood stabilizers in, st- in terms of an- antidepressant. The problem with it is that um, it's used rarely. It's kind of a last resort. The reason why is not because it's not, it's the best one, but because it, you can't really eat anything on it that's really? fun. Like you can't oh. eat anything that's been 
um, you can't eat anything that has yeast, anything that has been cured. So like no hot dogs, no bacon, no smoked products, no cheese. There goes pizza. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. No beer, no wine. Huh, well, there it goes. Right? Yeah. Um, pretty much you have no, no meat, no, certain meats you can't eat. You have to right. basically eat lettuce. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, it, so it's, it works beautifully for big pharma on certain, that certain condition, but it's a problem. So it's not prescribed very often, but when you hear it on TV and they say, if you take an MAOI, you can't take, you right. know, or you have to be careful. It's because usually the process of the pill that you're taking is going to impact because it's going to have yeast or something in it. And it can be really fatal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so. See, this is why I'm saying people really need to do yeah. consults on these things yeah. to know, like, the in, the interaction between all of the products. Um, and I'm always for the mind of, like, going for less is more so that you can really understand um, what a person's feelings are and how they're really processing their body. Um, one of the hardest things is when I get someone in, and, and no lie, I'll have um, a person come in, see me for the first and second time, and they'll be on 12 medications that are big pharma. Wow. And... My job usually is, yeah. <laughs> is to, you know, I'm like, how do we even know what mental state you're actually in, given that you're taking this for yeah. that and that for that and that for that? And, and, and oh, that's a reaction to that. So we're having that. And, ah. and I'm guessing the scenario there is it's from three or four different doctors who have um, no usually, idea. Usually at least two. <laughs> yeah. It's usually a primary care and a psychiatrist. And then if it's an additional it's usually someone like um an endocrinologist yep. or a pain medication doctor so like someone has a physical injury like a back injury and they're giving like another medication so yep. for instance so i'm gonna go off on a tangent um so if someone comes in and they have maybe they had back or shoulder surgery and they're going to the pain clinic for that regulation one of the go-to medications is psych med because it has a pain ramification reducer in it so it's it's gabapentin and neurotin so there's we put that on the table then we've got them going to the um psychiatrist for an antidepressant because while they were in pain for two years they got really depressed because they go hand in hand so now we're on let's put we'll throw in like zoloft and wellbutrin together so now we've got three big pharmas going together right oh and then oh and then we'll throw in that they're diabetic so there's insulin yep and, and nobody's little, asking what the the individual doctors i mean they don't so they're pursue all this all that what their yeah, specialties right. are and so that's where where i come in so i do a lot of the integrative medical pieces so i take them all together and i look at it and i say oh mm. You know, because they're not, they're supposed to all look at it. And many doctors do look at the combinations, but um, there's lots of things I could say yeah, here, but I'm not going to. Yeah. So when you look at them, you, you my job is I always educate my patients on what each individual medication's doing. I have them go educate themselves. I point them in directions to go triangulate the information so they know. Um, one of the worst things to do is when I hear people say, I don't know why I'm taking that. I cringe. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why are you putting something in you that you don't know the name of, why you take it, how much yeah. you're taking the it? The doctor told me to. Right? Yeah. So um, so, so here you have like this scenario where you have all these medications. Oh, and then they're, they're also taking like... Uh, a sleep medication like trazodone or Ambien, which I call the floor liquors, because you the what? I call them the floor liquors. Oh, okay. So you take them, you're like, uh. <laughs> right? So yeah. so you've got all so you've got all these so six things, and then the person comes in and they're like, I just don't know why I don't feel good. Yeah. Well, secret. I don't know why you don't feel good either, but I do. It's because you're on too much medication. Yep. Um, so I have two really good providers that I work with that are are holistic and psychiatrist prescribing um, that work with me with my patients typically to help yeah. take them into where they need to be. And your body's, less is more, less is more, less is more. And your body's freaking out, right? Because yes. it's trying to, it's it's trying to regulate on regulate, top of that. Always yeah. regulate, always yeah. regulate. And so it's really hard um, because... Um, Gabapentin, that first one, I mentioned that on purpose, is is highly addictive. And people don't always realize that the doctor's giving them something that's highly addictive, especially to someone who's in an, it has an addictive personality. Right. And, and that they're in that, you know, not even to mention things like Vicodin or Percocets or Oxycodone or anything yeah. like that, but just as a, as a side that people go on high, high doses of that and then they stop taking it and then they don't feel good. Yeah. And the reason why is because it's a it's a GABA, it's a nerve 
drug. Right. So the original use of it was to help people with neuropathy. And if people don't know what neuropathy is, it's, you know, the nerve endings in your limbs and your body um, are, are, are aching or paining or, or something, you know, it, within the, you know, that range. And um, that helps take it down because it's like an anti-anxiety with a little mood regulator in it, but it really works on pain, which is why secondary off use was now used for treating pain issues yeah. and also used in mood regulation because it's like a little anti-anxiety medication that's not as addictive as something like Xanax. Yeah. So, and it isn't abused by that. However, <laughs> on the addict side of this, Lou's like shaking his head. If you guys can't see, Lou's like, no. oh my God. Yeah. On the other side of this, that drug that I'm talking about has um, huge street value and has been discontinued in a lot of hospital use of like addiction, detox and rehabbing because... They're wholesaling for people? Because... because <laughs> Um, if you if you crush it and snort it and also use like something like Red Bull with it, it gives euphoric high. Wow! So, so yeah. for all the people that are listening out there that have never <laughs> thought of this way, I'm like, well, yeah. so do not go do that. But that so there's a lot of things that don't get talked about that people really should know about their medications. And that doesn't mean that they can't take them. It's just that just know what you're taking so that you know what's going in your body and how right. it works and how it combines. Um, and some, and people underestimate pharmacists. Pharmacists know a ton. And so pharmacists aren't there just to count out your pills and give them to you because they're regulated. They actually know a lot about what I'm talking about. Right. Sometimes more than some of the doctors that I work with know. Um, so I would, in when all else fails, when they ask you at the counter, do you have any questions for the pharmacist? Don't blow that off. Right. Actually ask them because they will tell you, you know, anything and everything that you want to know. If you can find a pharmacist that you really trust and like and has time for you, or you're great. Or use the same pharmacy so that yeah. they have records and they know what you're taking. Exactly. Because while the doctors may not be totally on top of the, the mixture, the pharmacist right. is. It's, they've got it right in front of them. Exactly. Yeah. And usually they're pretty up to date on all the combinations and the contraindications of things. Um, and and primary cares typically are pretty good at it. You know, certainly it's just the anomalies on the board yeah. like anything. So it's, you know, it's more about that. But I, it still never ceases to amaze me when I get people in to do like a systems, a whole integrative medical yeah. systems check on them the first couple sessions, how much people have no idea. And then with all this complexity and all these potential problems and all the things that you have to dodge, you have parents with their kids on these types of medication regimes, which I don't understand. I mean, I, so, you should so be very not, reluctant to put your kids on medication. Well, so developmentally, right? Yeah. And, and this is a huge thing. Like when I, when I teach at the college about um, the neurological, pharma, the neuropharmacological factors of development um, in medications is that's the thing is the brain is developing all the way up until around age 23. Yep. So if you're adding in something like methylphenidate, which is Ritalin and Concerta now, right, yep. into an eight, nine, 10 year old body and, and you're not doing therapy with that child or that child isn't getting like um, medication vacations in the summer or over breaks or every so often, know that that is neurologically absolutely having an impact. Sure. Anything that goes in your body Caffeine. Well, now the mind sugar, is building around alcohol. it, right? Right. Yeah. So it's adapting. So yeah. the neurology, as the mind is, as the mind and the brain expands, is adapting to the chemical change, and so it's becoming dependent. It's rejecting other things. It's not able to form all the neuro. Like yeah. there's lots of different things for each of the medications. So I'm always cautious when I get a consult that comes in and says, seven year old with ADD school school wants them to be on medication and i say well it doesn't matter what the school wants. I was, that <laughs> you know, happens that happens all the time schools schools will tell the parents give, give me the verbs schools demand schools mandate schools school no they, strongly suggest well they're schools. well so they're not supposed to say any of that i would imagine yeah so it's it's technically a big no-no but wow. who, who follows the rules right wow. so i i will get things from you know, in quotes, that, you know, oh, it's it's suggested that they get, a, you know, observation for this and maybe have recommendation for medication management, you know, which is couched as, we want your kid to be on stuff because we can't handle them in the classroom. Yeah. Right? So I always do behavioral modification with kids first. Yep. Um, we run that for as long as we can. And I give teachers and parents and teachers adaptable 
home school well now everyone's it's totally different now but when it's normal yeah home and school the same types of um outlets mm -hmm. the same types of um, co uh, conversation points so that everyone's being consistent or as consistent as possible with the child with behavioral modification then big dietary changes so for most conditions mental health wise dietary switches have a huge impact I have a client right now that um, we took gluten out of his diet three years ago maybe four years ago and whenever he eats um, gluten he has panic attacks really when he doesn't we have huge long runs with no issue. As soon as he has something with gluten in it, it's a problem. Wow. So, and it took us a little while to figure it out. Like we were taking out dairy. We took, we, we, and we finally came down to it was gluten. But he's not celiac, but he's just really gluten sensitive. So he's really careful now with that because it's quick. Yeah, how he'll really? eat like a He'll eat like a bagel. <laughs> I have that, that problem too, but he yeah. goes into full-blown panic attacks. So. Interesting. Yeah. And, and um, so we do have research um, around kid, people with ADD, for instance, that um, there's dairy, dairy and white bread, white, anything with refined white wheat and wheat in it is not good for ADD. It pushes the brain, it pushes the frontal lobe, it stimulates it in a way that is unhealthy and, you know, it's sugar. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's what it boils down to is that those products are sugar. So when you're giving, you know, the the name brand um, mac and cheese and that's the staple and yep. they're having you know toast and grilled cheese on the white bread or the or any bread essentially that has refined wheat so them up. other yeah. than ezekiel you're out of luck for, yep. for the most part um or you're giving them dairy or processed you know the name brand processed squares of processed cheese those are going to push your kids so so cabot cheese another plug that they're not paying me for cabot cheese <laughs> actually knows some of this research and over the past like 15 so years they make the extra sharp new york cheddar i believe that's the one that has they took out the chemicals that allow the push on the add gene oh so when you make the changes in that and and i substitute out like ice cream and have kids do ice or people in general but kids typically so they can still have ice cream it's based in almond milk or coconut milk yep. or something that's like ice iced whatever so they still get the flavor and they still get the fun of having it but it takes the dairy out and typically what's going on with the dairy huge change same thing oh, the okay. dairy the dairy has the push on on the part of the brain and the frontal lobe yep. and the temporal lobe that allows for impulsivity to, to react it's a it's like a sugar chemical reaction with the dairy product of the of the way it's processed yep so um that's why cabot has come out with the cheese i don't think it's changed over the years because that's what we keep recommending and stuff but uh, add in a change of the clocks with kids and school right. routine and you get a pretty good soup going there. exactly yeah. and that's the same with adults and then you add in right so you add in that seasonal effective piece even if it's not disordered and it's just the features of you have all that yeah. and here we go into the holidays and yeah. what are holidays are full of sugar more desserts more high-end carb items more s comfort food there's there's a reason why the northeast and the northwest gain 15 to 20 pounds in the winter <laughs> and drop it's because you know yeah. we're bulking up just like you know the bobcats and yeah. the mountain lions and the bears they're all bulking up because it's for the cold but it also it does us a huge disservice yeah. because it puts us into this downward spin for mental health and then we wonder why by january we're all wanting to go to aruba because <laughs> we need that you know yeah. we need the quick fix of some vitamin d and people come back and feel good but then it takes like a week and then we're right back down to blah Right. Yeah. Oh, and adding all the medications that you're taking or whatever, and uh, diabetes. Diabetes has a huge push on mental health and yeah. and the ability to. So it's not one thing, but seasonal affective, diet, exercise, light therapy. Um, that does not mean go to a tanning bed. <laughs> no. People people always say, "Can I go to a tanning bed?" That's not the same as light therapy. However, there are some places. And a couple of the naturopathy places, there's one in Andover, Mass. I think there's one in Waltham. I know there's one in Andover. But they have, um, NASA came up with this infrared technology. And um, it's non-damaging to the skin or whatever. And it actually also produces the same effect for the vitamin D and helps this. Um, you can't find the, the machines very frequently. But there are places that have the... I call them the red boxes. Mm -hmm. So they're, they stimulate the whole energy system of, um, it was for the astronauts. Sure. So when they're 
out in space. Um, For months at a time. They right. Yeah. Or they they get the benefits of being around sun and whatever through the infrared light and um, non-damaging. So there are those things that you can do as well. So if you want to, you don't yeah. want to buy a light box, but you want to go sit once or twice a week to get a little dose of that, you can. So, um, but those are def and exercise. Obviously, exercise is always the go-to. You know, exercise is the cheapest way to fix your brain. You know, and fix, I say loosely, that it can have the biggest adjustment by just taking a walk or getting fresh air. It works. It works. Yeah. And, you know, and people say, well, what about things like schizophrenia? Even people with schizophrenia, who I would say are the most of the time people who actually have to take some kind of big pharma because it's very hard to control, right. like hallucinations, delusions. Um, but exercise helps keep that balance so they don't have to be on high, high doses of something like Depakote or something like Lamictal or Risperdone, right? They can be at a small little dose or smaller dose and still keep it at bay because they're exercising and eating right. Mm -hmm. Here comes my cough. There's a chia, <laughs> there, <coughs> there's a chia seed. Yeah. <coughs> so, so the bottom line is yes. here, the answer is never turn the knob up to 11 on whatever it is the problem is. Exactly. Yeah. Or multiple knobs. On multiple knobs, yeah. And understand that there's complexity to everything. It, right. It's not a simple take a pill and you're done. Right, no. And it's and it's hard. Buy a vitamin D, I'll be okay. No, it's, it's <laughs> right. It's and in more some complex cases, yes. You know, yeah. in some cases, yes. But if you take, for example, I think it's a great example for for someone talking about a kid with ADD or an adult with ADD. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what age. Um, you have a person that that um, has no ability to behaviorally regulate themselves, but they're relying on a pill to do it. Yeah. You, you have so much. The way that I tell patients about their ADD is that it's like having a thousand televisions on in their head at the same time. When they take the medication, it ratchets it back to like two TVs. Yeah. It will pull it right down to like, oh, I, I only have to do two TVs at a time. Right. As the medication wears off, all the TVs start turning back on. And what the other medications are doing, like when they say, you know, they add in this or they add in what, it keeps the other ones kind of on, but more muffled, but they're still distractors. Right. When you have one medication, for instance, so say you're taking something like Ritalin, mm -hmm. and you're exercising and you're eating, don't even worry about the eating, just do exercise. It actually maintains the brain's ability, neuroplastic-wise, to be able to utilize less medication and, and prolong the effects of the medication long after it's worn off because the brain maintains its homeostatic state of being focused and concentrated. So that eventually, you can behaviorally train the brain neurologically to come off of it and still be able to go forward. Yeah. But people don't do that. People like to just take the pill, take the pill, because yeah. it's easier. That's instant the fix, right? Instant gratification, yeah. instant gratification. Yeah. Why do the work when you can have it done for you? Um, you're just doing a disservice to yourself because eventually... Yeah. There's, there's times when some of these medications have to, you know, as you age, as we age, your metabolism changes, so the doses have to change. Sometimes they stop working and you have to switch yeah. to something else. And people just don't realize it because in the moment, it works and so it's all good. Right. The problem is, is that you're going to go right back to those 1,000 TVs being on, maybe even 2,000, because there's no behavioral modification to be able to have a coping strategy to be able to fix that. Right. That's why when I talk about seasonal affective today, is it's, it's natural supplements with exercise and light and good health and um and looking at really what's going on in your life in terms of what's adding to it you know you know right. do you have are you sitting in a dark room too much are you oversleeping are you not opening up your shade like make good environmental changes to make a difference before you say i'm going to run and get you know an antidepressant that's now going to put 10 pounds on me right. in the middle of winter because that's what they do, Yeah, you know? And not to say that they're not, that people certainly need them, but you still have to have those other pieces going on so that you can keep everything going. Don't rely on just a pill. You got to do the work. And I'll give you the chance to, um, I'll give you the chance to make this point because yeah. you're an Olympic athlete, marathoner, and people are going to think when you say, when exercise comes out of your mouth, they're thinking, you know, go lift weights, full workouts, go run 12 miles. Right. Now, now you're talking about getting out for a 20-minute walk. Like, just get out for, okay, so yeah. it's as basic as doing, if you can get outside and you can be in the cold weather or whatever, 10 minutes. It, you know, just do 10 yeah. just to get out and move. Especially it's, in the cold. Cold helps the cold there, too. Especially for some yeah. people so yeah. they're not turned off by it. Stairs. If you've got stairs in your house, go up and down the stairs 10 times, like yeah. three times a day. Like, that's as basic as it has to be. It's just to get the brain going. Maybe for a week you do that. Maybe the next week you do a little bit more. Um, sit in front of your TV. You spend so much time sitting in front of your TV. 
get on the floor and do five push-ups that are modified if you haven't done one in 10 years. Um, do five jumping jacks. Not, it, Every it's, episode. It's, yeah, or, yeah <laughs> during, or commercial breaks. So yeah, I tell people to break, use yeah. their commercial break yeah. because what do people do on commercial breaks? Go eat. Yeah. yeah. So instead, um, do whatever piece, you know, squat. You know, do like s- sit against the wall and, and sit in that for 30 seconds. Oh, I hate those. It doesn't have to be a marathon. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, <laughs> the bodybuilding world's Right. <laughs> Or you have you don't have to be um, anything but a couch potato, and you can still do it. Um, get the hell out of the house, go to the gym, get on a treadmill, put a podcast on, and do. Go to the gym and minutes. put my podcast yeah. on and listen to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so it's really, it really, truly is. It doesn't have to be something like that. It's it's just basic. You can do it all in your house. You yep. really can. Even if you don't want to get, you know, people have some knee problems. I have patients that have knee issues. So um, one patient in particular, I had her get the, the stretchy bands. Yep. And she sits in her chair and does her stretchy bands. And then she puts, and she can do it in her chair. She puts them on. I gave her different exercises and had her go to a PT to have them give her exercises for sitting. Yep. And her ability to walk now from last year to this totally changed because she wasn't just sitting right. anymore. She was actually activating everything in her body, but she didn't have to get up and walk. Now she's getting up and walking, which she wasn't able to do <laughs> Yeah, just because she had committed in her head that she was never going to be able to do it. And therefore she was sad and depressed and stuck. And the fun part about this, once you do start doing it, you start to build momentum. You start, yes. to, yeah, you start to actually enjoy it. it might be strong depending on what you're doing, but yes. you, you start looking for it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and you asked me, like, the little things you could do. I mean, people think sometimes I'm weird. I know people are watching me because when I'm out, <laughs> I'll be standing in the line at the grocery store or something. You know, it's a small line. I'll be doing, like, toe raises, calf raises, yep. just up and down, up and down, up and down. And I can see people like, what is she doing? It's that basic, like, five of those. Who cares what people think? <laughs> you know that. Who cares what people think? It's like, what do they call that with meditation? Walking meditation? Yes. You know, what are, you know, exactly. Just yeah. being in, living intentionally in that right. moment to do something like like watching TV, every commercial or every show, I'm going to do 10 sit-ups. But people think meditation is sitting cross-legged with incense in a and, dark room, and it's and like you can do it in a grocery line. Right. Yeah. Oh, you can do it right there. You yeah. can just be living in the moment with intention of... Especially grocery lines these days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> spend spend two and a half minutes and just you know get and a little zen. Chill. Yeah. Well, it goes back to really quickly before I end, um, the, the Calm app, you know, that Calm app I've talked about yeah. before that you can get. The TV ads now, I always use them for, it will come up and it'll say, take 30 seconds. It'll be quiet. It won't say it. It'll say, take this 30 yep. seconds to be quiet. I immediately do it because yep. I'm like, oh, it's a reminder for me to do that. And it's, Opportunity, yeah. It's so wonderful. And, you know, people often see it as just a commercial. But I say, use that 30 seconds they're giving you with just, it's so sweet and calm. And obviously get the calm app. I did a lot of promos for people today. You did. <laughs> Got to send out some invoices. I know. I know. I've got to get paid for some of that. Jeez. Um, all right. So I will talk to everyone next week before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I will see you all next week. Um, if you've missed any of my podcasts and you want to hear me talk about all kinds of different interesting topics. Or you're on the treadmill. Or you're on the treadmill. Yeah. Exactly. Or you're out walking in the brisk breeze of the day. Um Go to your daily game face on Facebook or all your favorite podcast channels. Yep. And Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, right. many other places. Many other places. Yep. And everybody have a really great week. We'll talk to you next week.